This episode of the Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 in WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And make sure to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Yes, sir. We are here. I'm here. No, this is not right. This is not right. If you know me, you know me from the NBA Gambling Podcast. I've dabbled over here in the host seat a couple of times before. It's Villain Rail, really real. Terrell Furman Jr. here. And I am one of your new hosts of the Fantasy Football Podcast. This is this feels good. This is my start. I got my start in sports and fantasy football back when I was in high school, and I won a fantasy football championship ring. Shout out to Le'Veon Bell that season. I think that was like one of his earlier seasons or something like that. He went crazy, got him for the cheat, and now we just gonna be out here having a good time. Yeah, if you know me, you know I be talking shit. It's what I do. It's what we do. I'm about to introduce my co-host. This is what we do. But it's it's good to be here. It's back to it's good. Hoops is my I love hoops, but football is it right here. Football is it right here. And so, shout out to my co-host. He's been up here with me before. And if you know us, you know we about to ooh we about to rap. We about to rap to you. So sit back, relax, get some popcorn, and just chill out because it's gonna be a minute. Scott Rochelle, Scott, what's going on? Uh, doing pretty well. It's a weird moment, though, since it's a football podcast where both of our teams actually did something right. You know, like we actually can keep it relatively positive on the podcast, which is which something is that weird because it's a bit rare, you know? Yeah, because in the NBA podcast, well, your team did better than mine in the NBA, but the NBA, for the, the most part, we were cussing our teams out. Games. Yeah, we, 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 were cussing, we were cussing our teams out for the majority of the season. No, I'm saying so. the, the Nets won the same amount of playoff games as your team. So, oh yeah, hundred percent. They did. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> yo. How did we get here talking shit about the Nets? Because I'm saying how the you know the Giants and the Jets actually. We're gonna segue into it in a sec, but let's just say we're pretty happy after what unfolded over the last couple of days. I am. I am. I think the Giants did something very, very well, and the Jets came up as well. They got one of my favorite players in the draft, in Sauce Gardner. But we're not gonna talk about them today because today is the AFC show. We are going through the AFC draft picks. So we are talking they look about like the Giants. <laughs> well, we're not talking Jets, about, we're yeah. talking about the AFC. Not, well, I'm actually, talking about the Giants. You know. I, don't, I don't know. I don't care about the Giants. I ain't even talking about the Jets. But we ain't talking about Giants. We talking about the Jets today. We talking about the rest of the AFC teams. We're going to break down their draft picks, talk about winners, losers, who we're talking, who's interesting in fantasy, rookie drafts, all of that. We're just going to break down and go through and say, hey, who won, who lost from this team? I have to say, this draft was interesting. And it's interesting because it's not one of those typical drafts where we're talking about quarterbacks the entire time. <laughs> More or less, this draft, the quarterbacks were afterthought, don't you think? For me, I thought the draft was interesting mainly because, even just besides the quarterback angle, nobody really liked having the first pick in a draft, which is kind of weird. 
mm-hmm. where it feel it felt like throughout the entire first round it was a deep draft but there wasn't much separation between the top picks and the middle picks now you can argue a couple might jump off the page if you're a big fan of like an Aiden Hutchinson or somebody like that but we're gonna get into a couple of these teams here I know a lot of people loved for example like a Kyle Hamilton type and people mm-hmm. thought that he was going to be a star player in the league for the next decade and change mm-hmm. you could get him in the double digits so it seemed like whether you were picking fifth or whether you were picking 17th, there was a lot of talent to go around. The main issue that Jacksonville ran into was since it was such a deep class, nobody wanted the first pick. So mm-hmm. it seemed, according to reports, that they wanted to trade it, that they didn't get any takers, and they ended up picking somebody, which, to be honest, I am skeptical on, but we can get into that when we get into that. I'm not sure if the format-wise you want to go through winners and losers or just go through – some general takeaways because no, we'll go through we'll go through each team. We'll go through. I was going to say because this first pick for yeah. Jacksonville is a pretty interesting place to start. Yeah, we'll we'll go through teams. We'll go through each division. We'll start with the AFC East, your AFC East, and we'll get and we'll work all yeah, the way my around. AFC East. I haven't won a division title in like twenty years. My <laughs> my AFC East. Yeah, okay. But before we do that, let's talk about WinBet and make sure to get down on WinBet's ten dollar win two hundred dollar promotion, where a ten dollar bet qualifies you for up to two hundred dollars in free bets. Plus, WinBet Casino is offering you a hundred percent deposit bonus up to one thousand dollars. And also, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the WinBet Build Your Own Bet feature. All users can receive a twenty dollar free bet when they win, lose, or push three Build Your Own Bet parlays between Thursday and Saturday. You can also take advantage of the NBA playoffs with that offer. So there's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download WinBet app or w- or visit wynnbet.com and get started today. Offer such a change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where a playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And... If you're feeling drowsy, if you're feeling tired, if you feel like you just can't start the day, you can't do anything to get up and just go about your day, trade coffee is it for you. Don't follow Scott's advice because Scott just works all hours through the day, all hours of the night. I promise you, I've texted the man at like 4 a.m. in East Coast time, and he hadn't been asleep yet. And then he was up again at 8 talking to me about the games for the next day he doesn't sleep he doesn't even drink coffee to stay up me i need a cup of coffee i need a couple cups of coffee and trade coffee is it they can take their quiz and they will get you the perfect brew for you right now trade coffee is offering new subscribers a total of 30 dollars off your first order plus pre-shipping when you go to drinktrade.com sgp get started today drinktrade.com sgp find the coffee that you'll love and don't forget about mother's day mother's day is coming up so you can this is a good mother's day gift go out here get her a subscription and drink to trade coffee drinktrade.com sgp all right scott let's run through the afc east we'll start at the top with the buffalo bills and what they did in the draft well just to ask before we get into teams are we going with like a grading system or how do you want to go about this no, just what what individual pick, what does that player bring to them fantasy-wise, okay. dynasty format, and then is there anybody that won? So what if they drafted, you know, say a whole bunch of offensive line or anything, did that running back win? Or is there players – is there anybody whose stock went up, anybody whose stock went down? It can be players that 
just got drafted or can be players in the league already. That's why I was kind of asking because Buffalo went a little bit heavy on the defense. So, yep. so they're, they're higher on the defensive side. And I think that Buffalo is still going to have a pretty solid defense this year. But my where I'm looking at Buffalo, and it's a no-brainer for me, time is up for Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. Time is up. I would not be surprised if one of these guys isn't on the roster. If anything happens like a Marlon Mack scenario or last year with the, uh, what's his name, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards injury-wise, James Cook is going to get an incredible workload. And I think truly, truly to be honest, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary can be both on the field at the beginning of the season. I think James Cook is going to own that backfield by the end of the season. He is one of my favorite backs in this draft already, and he went to a great scenario where the Buffalo is struggling to find anything on the ground, any type of ground game. They see it's not working with Singletary. They see it's not working with Moss. James Cook can handle that, and he can become a three-down back in this league. Yeah, I'm with you on Cook because Singletary seemed to get it going a little bit at the end of the year. But for about the first, hell, 13 months, he was pra- – 13 weeks, I should say, he was practically useless. And Zach Moss, I liked him at Utah. He can't stay healthy. So you're looking at a spot where I agree that Cook should get a decent amount of reps. They were even throwing in Matt Breida a little bit last year just for some mm-hmm. pass catching. And Cook in Georgia actually had a pretty solid, I'd say – I don't want to say route tree out of the backfield. No, he's a he's a good route. He can runner. catch passes. He's a good yeah. he's a good route runner. He can catch passes. So I think he's automatically, down even if he's not ready to be an immediate three down guy, he's still a good third down option to at least start the season before you slowly give him more touches. The one player I'm very intrigued by that I'm not sure is going to do well in his first year is Shakir. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan of at Boise State, and Buffalo ended up drafting him in the fifth round. The Uh issue is it's the same story every year with Buffalo. they got so many weapons, and you don't really know who's going to get most of the targets every week. Uh But Shakir I do really like. But you're looking at who Buffalo has. Beasley's gone. So I do think that should definitely lead to more targets just to be shared amongst the people. Gabriel Davis, we've been calling for for years to get more targets, the two of us. And we know how good he is. It's ridiculous. They don't feed the damn guy. But Shakir I do like as well because he was a pretty solid special teams guy as well. So I do think that he should provide some value. But mm-hmm. Cook's the main piece here. Yeah. yeah if you so, want to go for Buffalo's defense as well, they got the punt god. They got Ariza at a <laughs> Yeah, they did. So you're looking at some really <laughs> awful field position for some opposing offenses. No, yeah, they did. And so I think that's basically it for – that's my take. For James Cook, he is – I'm targeting him in the first round. I'm targeting him. He's one – if I have one of those high picks – in the first round, I didn't have a good season last year. James Cook, especially if I have a need at running back, James Cook is 100% the person I'm targeting. If it doesn't happen in the first part of the season, I guarantee he's going to be the main starter in Buffalo at the end of the season. And then he's probably going to carry them for years on because I, I genuinely believe James Cook is a good running back and he can be serviceable in all three downs with them. Yeah, I think that you're looking for dynasty format of a guy who's going to potentially take over a lead back role in the next couple of years. And Cook really checks all the boxes. I guess the one question would be blocking. Mm-hmm. But when you can get a running back in today's NFL that's also a really good pass catcher, mm-hmm. then he's going to see the field more. And Cook can catch the ball. I think he's a better receiver than his brother. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think he's really good. 
Um, maybe not all around better, but absolutely. They're not all around. Just yeah. the one yeah, issue that catching Cook had, the ball. When catching Cook the came ball out of Florida sure. State, he had a bit of the butter fingers. So Yeah, no, I like I like that. I like that. And then Shakir definitely as a, a lower a lower Mac back. I probably draft wouldn't draft him just because the depth chart for Buffalo's yeah. wide receivers are so chaotic week in, week He's, out. He needs but, injuries. He yeah, needs do injuries. not be surprised if Shakir has a couple of splash weeks somewhere in there. Because he's talented. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like that. I like that. All right, let's move on to the New England Patriots, who in this draft, second round with wide receiver with Tyquan Thornton from Baylor. And then, what the hell did they do the entire draft? So, for it non-fantasy feels like purpose it for feel, a second, what the hell happened? It feels like that they went deaf with this draft. You know, a lot of people are drafting their next starters in the league. It feels like this draft, they said, no, we're going to go and we're going to build a lot of depth in our team. We feel like that we have good players starting, but we want the depth in our team so that when those good players come off, we have other good players to replace them. And that's what it feels like when you talk about drafting Pierre Strong Jr. from South Dakota State and drafting Kevin Harris from South Carolina, a guy I'm a fan of right down the road for me over at University of South Carolina. Does that it feels like that they, they wanted to get a lot of depth in their positions. I was just saying, I, that's why they drafted Zappi as the backup quarterback. I yeah. just don't really know why New England took a quarterback that early when Mac Jones actually looked pretty good last year. I mean, the head-scratching pick, of course, was the offensive lineman in the first round. They took Strange, which is fitting, because uh-huh. he had a third-round grade. And if this was the Raiders who made the pick, we'd be laughing at them. But it's Belichick, so people give him a pass. But you look at <laughs> Belichick's first-round history, he's an awful first-round drafter. Yeah, I know Mac Jones actually turned out to be okay, or we think he did. He kind of inherited a good system. But I really have no idea what New England's trying to do because they let go of J.C. Jackson, who was their best corner last year. Uh-huh. I don't think this team's making the playoffs. I don't think they're very good. So, did anything really change fantasy-wise for you? Because I feel like they didn't really do anything. So if, ta- if they took anybody at a skill position in the first round, I would have told you to absolutely fade that person and don't ever touch that person at all. But the fact that they took Taquan Thornton in the second round. But what do you think his role is going to be? Is he just going to be an initial gadget play guy in his rookie year before he learns the complicated system they run? I think he's going to be kind of that down-the-field threat. I think he's going to be more of a little bit of okay. a down-the-field threat and give Mac Jones somebody to, to target. And so while I may not be interested in him any time in the future in actually starting him in Dynasty, I, I would I would spend a late-round pick on Tyquan Thornton, especially if I'm just trying to get deaf at wide receiver because I think that there is a possibility because they have Jacoby Myers. They just got Devontae Parker. Kendrick Bourne is there, but, you know, I think that it's only a matter of time before Thornton can just play him out because Thornton can go down the field. They really don't have that person that's going to burn you down the field. I think Thornton has that role. That's going to be his role. He's going to be one of those people that have splash weeks, as we just talked about with Shakir. He's going to be one of those people that have splash weeks with Mac Jones getting the ball down the field, but... Yeah, it's it's nothing fantasy just, wise. That's just changing. Yeah, yeah, it's too many mouths to feed in a run first offense. And Matt Jones, who already truly does struggle getting the ball down the field, I think this is just a down the field option for him. But I have to see it to believe it for Matt Jones to know that he can consistently be accurate throwing the ball 20, 30 yards downfield. Because all these dink and dumps is is not going to get it done, and it's not going to get. But Gordon that's, that's the thing. They, they lost McDaniel's because he became the head coach. Uh, elsewhere so you uh-huh. have to worry about a potentially new system i doubt it i'm assuming they're going to uh-huh. keep the same dink and dunk system but so when it comes to the you know bill's calling plays 
But you know, Bill's calling plays now. No, I'm saying. So I'm assuming that the offense is going to change that much. Yeah, yeah, it's going to stay. So I'm expecting a bunch of nickeling and diming. And to be honest, unless you had Harris last year, did you really want anybody on New England's offense? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just being honest. No, like, so it was it was Hunter, Hunter Henry. Henry like it was Hunter Henry. Bit. That was it. Yeah, and like you were it. begging Hunter Henry to fall in the end zone. If he didn't get in the end zone that week, then you're like, why the fuck did I start this guy? So yeah, no. Uh, they're a complete. I'm just not a. Fan, I'm not a fan was. of New England. I don't think. I think New England. I don't is think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're very good. I think they're a dead zone fantasy. Should be. Yeah, you're missing a fantasy. I'm just meant overall as a team. They kind of go oh, hand yeah. in hand, but I don't think I don't. And of course, Belichick finds a way, but. I mean, Miami got better. The Jets got better. I'm not saying the Jets are going to be better than New England, but suddenly mm-hmm. you have a lot less free wins in that division than you've had for the last 20 years. You're right. All right. All right. Let's move on. Next team, the Miami Dolphins. This should be quick because they had four draft picks. <laughs> <laughs> this is really funny. So does – I don't even know how to say his name. Eric? I think Tyreek Hill is going to be a good player for that team. That yeah. Guy? Yeah, I really don't have – I mean – I feel like we should honestly – There's, no, just, there's we, nothing you know, changed. We there's should no just change. pivot from the draft perspective and just talk about the offseason for Miami. Are you willing to invest in Tua with Waddle and Hill, or do you still need to see a bit more from Tua? So, I actually had Tua in, in Dynasty, in my the Dynasty answer's yes. The answer is yes. And so, I have to say yes at that point because he's – I think he's my starter. Let me, wait, let me go back and look because I had Tua and I had – Oh, right. While you look that up, I'll ask you, what's a better duo, Waddle and Hill or Godwin and, Evan, and Evans when healthy? Um, it's close. Yeah, because, yo, Waddle's really good. You're looking at. Waddle is really fucking good, man. Yeah. And so I – I want to say that it's Waddle and Hill, but I just don't believe in Tua. I believe in him because I have to believe in him, but I truly, truly don't believe in Tua, and I don't think that he's that good of a quarterback. And so this is going to be the make-or-break season. If he doesn't get it done here, then you're he's done. He's yeah. done. They have to make a move at quarterback next year. They have to make that move at quarterback next year if he does not get it done this year. Do you think they open up the playbook a little bit? I think they have to, right? They have I mean, to. With, with Hill, you have to. Yeah, they have to. They have to. And you'll probably see Waddle morph more into kind of like a Debo Samuel, Samuel gadget yeah. guy type of role. And Waddle's that. and Hill is going to open up a field and a lot of options for him. And maybe even Mike Gusecki can benefit from that as well coming down below. But this is this is Tua. This, this, everything starts and ends with Tua because they have the team around him. The main He's question mark I have with this team right now is the running back situation because you have Edmonds and Mostert. Mostert, if he makes it health-wise to week one, I'll be proud of him because I really like him <laughs> as a player, but he's injured every damn year. And Edmonds, I think, is okay. I don't think he's a three-down guy, but I think he's fine. I like Mostert so much because of like that brief run he had at San Francisco. I was about to say, so Mike McDaniels is the head coach of – Miami now does Moster become a five yards per carry guy again it goes back to my point can he stay healthy he, I don't even know how many games he's played in the last two years it's not many he got so, injured in the right, first so quarter about, of week one last year so if we talk about just the offseason not the draft just the offseason yeah. Moster is probably a winner getting having Mike McDaniels as his head coach yeah, and definitely. going back into the system so are you making a low ball R for for Raheem Mostert now 
maybe some wide receiver for maybe wide receiver three. If you want to gamble, like wide, receiver wide receiver four. three is a bit too much. But yeah, oh, but wide receiver point, four, but... some wide receiver four offer somebody with that possibly could have upside, yeah. but probably won't have upside. You Are you making an really, offer for Raheem Mostert? You need to be really desperate a running back to even consider making an offer, or if he's just available. I'm mm-hmm. assuming that he's probably available in a decent amount of leagues. If mm-hmm. you believe in the familiarity, and the truth is Mostert and, Ed, or and Edmonds, kind of similar players. Mm-hmm. I've seen Mostert actually be a three-down guy before, though. I have not seen Edmonds do that. Mm-hmm. In fact, Edmonds got pushed to the back burner because James Conner outplayed him so dramatically <laughs> yeah, <he> last did. <laughs> year. So I do think that Mostert actually has a decent shot of being the starter, or at least worst-case scenario, committee. So I actually mm-hmm. do like Mostert's chances, assuming full health. That's a big assumption. Yeah. Okay. So All would right. I trade for him? No, because he can't stay healthy. But if he's available, maybe on waivers, approaching week one, and preseason's a bit, you know, on the optimistic side, I wouldn't mind taking a flyer. Oh, speaking of on my fantasy team, I couldn't pick it up, but off the top of my head, I can't pull it up. I don't know why the app's not working. But off the top of my head, I know for a fact I have Tua and I have Ryan Fitzpatrick because Ryan Fitzpatrick got hurt last year and it pissed me off. And I think short love was on my roster from that rookie draft all the years ago. I think he's still on my roster, but for the most part it's Tua, and I just kind of just pray to was not hurt that week or anything else. So there's that, but on that roster, I also have Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is on that team as well. So I got maybe a little Tua Tyreek Hill stat going on. I might try to, there might be something there, but I'll definitely be looking at a, another quarterback when we get to the rest of the AFC. All right, let's get to your New York Jets. I'm just going to give you the floor. What What do you think the Jets are going to do football-wise and fantasy-wise with, you know, Garrett Wilson coming in, potentially a Brees Hall Brees Hall coming in and having a lot of impact fantasy-wise? Well, I have to find out if I ever wanted to attend a game where they're going to be building the Joe Douglas statue because I'm going to have to stop by it because <laughs> he killed the draft. I mean, he there's did. really no he way did. around it. It was very good. Even if you're not a Jets fan, I personally think they won the draft. I think you have a case in pretty much every single grade that you can find. They're top three. It seemed like uh-huh. the Jets really hit a bunch of home runs. Hall should be the running back going forward. No offense to Carter. I like him as a player. He's not a three-down guy. Hall is a three-down guy. So if you're doing rookie redrafts or anything like that, I would pounce on him because I think that Hall is a really, really good player. And I mentioned how Cook has good hands out of Georgia. I mean, Hall was one of the best receivers out of the class in the running back group. So I think Hall is going to hit the ground running as a three-down guy. And you're looking at the receiving core. Wait, wait, wait. So let me stop you at Hall real quick. Is Brees Hall the one-on-one in rookie drafts? I think he's up there. If he's not one-on-one, I think he's one-on-two. Okay. You? I mean, I, I got to assume the Jets – I know Carter was pretty good last year. Mm-hmm. It was mostly bullshit dump-off passes and garbage time. I mean, that's kind of yep, where most of his production came from. But the Jets have had issues running the ball for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And Hall is that guy – which we saw at Ohio at Iowa State, he can be the bell cow. And I think that the Jets are going to rely on him. Now, when it comes to the rest of the actual drafts, I'm curious what Wilson's role, the receiver, 
is going to be immediately because you still have Elijah Moore. You still have Corey Davis. There's a lot of options there. So I'm not sure if I'm that bullish on Wilson that early on. I might be bullish on Zach Wilson if you're looking for a cheap budget quarterback option just mm-hmm. because the weapons are actually in place. I'm not sure if you like Wilson or if you think he's a bust, but the weapons are there to take a very cheap gamble on him, maybe even as a QB2 if you're doing a, a two-quarterback league. But the main rookie I'm looking for this, no offense to Wilson, it's got to be Brees Hall because I'm assuming he's going to be the starting running back on day one. Yes, so Brees Hall is 100%, without a doubt, my 101. If yeah. I have the 101, no matter what I need, no matter what my need is, I'm drafting Brees Hall. I've been a fan of Brees Hall since he was at Iowa State. He's so good. Years. He was really, really good at Iowa State. And I think that with the head coach being Robert Sala and Mike LaFleur being the offensive coordinator, both of them coming from that Kyle Shanahan, San Francisco 49 West system, Coast type of offense. West Coast yeah. offense. Even if, even if Carter is still a thing, they're going to split time. They're going to split time. Yeah. Tevin Coleman is an afterthought. Those two are going to split time. And you think Coleman even makes the roster? I'm not even sure he's going to make the roster. Possibly doesn't even make the roster. Maybe as a third, as a third running back, because you know a lot. As you get through, you know, most of the NFL today, people are keeping three, four running backs, multiple, multiple running backs on the roster. They feel like they need a lot. But yes, Brees Hall, I think is the one on one. I think he's the day one starter when they start up in September. And I think that he is the very least going to have a 50% workload. And that's enough for me for the one-on-one because I think that he's that good of a player. Now, are you higher on Garrett Wilson than I am? Because I like them at Ohio state, but you look at the jets receiving core, they don't have a star guy, Mm -hmm. but they have a couple of good players there. Corey Davis, when he was healthy, was good last year. And Elijah Mm -hmm. Moore was really good down the stretch. Of course, he got injured as well. So you might see Wilson get more reps if injuries repeat themselves. But there's a couple of good receivers on the depth chart. I would not be surprised to see Wilson maybe get off to a bit of a slow start. I I agree, but I don't agree. I'm just not sure what role he's going to have. So, yes, he doesn't have – when you think of people that are coming from that got drafted, like he's not like Drake London, where Drake London got drafted, and there's a huge absence of targets. Yeah. There is not a large absence of targets here from the Jets. However, I think that he is exactly what they need to complement what Zach Wilson wants to do and how he gets the ball. Because when I think of Garrett Wilson and what he was doing at Ohio State, he was the big play guy. He was the big yeah. play threat guy. He was the guy that you get the ball to, you let him work. And while Elijah Moore does do that and – you know, he can do that. And Corey Davis, who is coming off an injury. Like, we got to remember, Corey Davis is coming off injury. And so, well, both of these guys are coming off injury, but Davis had, like, a season-ending uh, – I can't remember what it was. Yeah. But they, at the end of the day, they drafted this guy high in the first round. There's no way they don't have plans to use him. I think that at the end of the season, he probably is the number one right receiver in the New York Jets. Maybe not. I don't think – I think that is slow. I think one's a bit of a hot take. No, no, I think it's slow. I think it's a slow developing. And then who I would comp it to is A.J. Brown, his rookie year, and how okay. A.J. Brown was fighting for, to get on the field, fighting to get targets for majority of the season. And then as soon as he did, he was like the number one receiver. He was like a, a wide receiver one in the last four or five weeks in fantasy because yeah. he, was going, he was going crazy with the touches he did get. 
So I think Garrett Wilson can be a comp to that where you're going to be pissed off that you have him on your roster in the beginning part of the season. I would hesitate even – I wouldn't even – I don't think I would even look his way in redraft leagues. That's what I'm saying. Dynasty, I'm, not sure when, I'm not sure at what point, unless you go by a matchup-by-matchup basis. Yeah. At what point would you even trust him? Because you know it's going to be a slow burn. So I think Garrett Wilson is a guy that I'm fine being late on. I would, I would draft him in Dynasty. I'm fine being late on him. I'll be a week late. And when I see the breakout, because I think his breakout is going to come and it's going to sustain for the rest of the season. It's just probably going to be a second half of the season type of deal. Yeah, I can see that. All right. That's it for the AFC East. Let's go to the AFC North. And starting at the top over there, we have the Cincinnati Bengals. Man, Cincinnati Bengals on top of the North. They went defense. They needed to. They went defense the entire draft. And they did because that defense was atrocious. And they played really good. And they had a really good playoff run. But we don't forget, <laughs> the North remembers. The North remembers that that defense was trash over the tor- course of the entire season. And so they get a nice guy in Daxon Hill. And I really do like the um, safety from Nebraska they got as well, uh, Taylor Britt. <laughs> I mean, for the actual draft, though, we – it's kind of just an automatic pass because they didn't do anything <laughs> no, to address so, the offense. But yeah, nothing, I do like the Lale Collins addition, known free agency. Yeah, yeah, that's really good for them to you know get another stopper up front for that offense. Really, line. just anybody that could even maybe block. Yeah. You know. Yeah, they they're really they're really struggling there, and they did get an offensive that offensive lineman from North Dakota State in the fourth round as well. Yeah. So that could be. That could be something for them. Fantasy-wise, I think everything stays about the same. You know, you still – Jamar Chase, if you have him, you're, you drafted him last year, you're golden. You're yeah, golden. You're kicking your feet up at that point. T. Higgins, yeah. still serviceable. Tyler Boyd, I would say still serviceable. Joe Mason. Well, you said still, both are serviceable. I mean, Higgins is much better than Boyd in fantasy purposes, right now at least, in my opinion. So? Do you think much better? I don't think Based on role, better. yeah. No, I, I think I Higgins know. has a much bigger role in that team. I don't think he. I don't think they. I think they had about the same role. I think Boyd's I think good. It just seemed like Boyd, him. Boyd and is a PPR Burrow, guy. He's a PPR machine. I just seemed like him and Burrow early on developed a certain chemistry that took a while for Boyd to achieve with Burrow. Yeah, I think if if Burrow's in trouble, he looks for Boyd. I guess the only difference the offense had is you lost Uzama, which is. Basically. Hey, that's big. That is big, though, because Uzama, Uzama has some big games for them. And that goes so back I to the Jets. Big. I didn't even mention him with Zach Wilson, but he's got weapons. Yep. Yep. So, all right. That's that's it for the Bengals. Not really anything. Wouldn't really say anything changed for them on the draft. Let's move over to – who was second in that division? Was it the Browns? Steelers. Steelers. Steelers was second. Uh, they were all, like, right next to each other. Jesus Christ. Yeah, because they yes. won that uh, BS game in the final week of the season. To, uh, they did. All right, so Steelers are second. Now, we get to have some fun because Kenny Pickett went number 20 to the Steelers. I had him going to the Texans. I, put, so I had Kenny him going Pickett to the Steelers. Like plus, I just, he was, like, plus 5,000 to go to the Texans. And I had him going like, to the Steelers, but I did not expect him to go as the first quarterback. That caught me off guard. No, yeah, that was I. I don't know, bro. What happened know, to Willis? We're gonna get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. We'll get to it later. Okay, so we have Pickett, 
Pickens, Pickett and Pickens. That's going to be fun. And they got Calvin ooh, Austin. That's going to be fun. They got Calvin and, Austin, And too. they got Calvin Austin, too. So those are the three that we're really talking about fantasy-wise here. And as I just alluded to, Tua is basically my only quarterback in Dynasty right now. I'm really, really hurt about it. But I knew – because we started this startup two years ago, I think. No, last year was the first year. Was last year the first year? No, last year was the second year. So You're it was talking to yourself. So I'm gonna I know, I know, I know. Relax, relax, relax. I'm trying to just get it out. I'm trying to get it out. This is a podcast. Let me talk to myself, Scott. Hey. All, All right. So two years ago, I punted the position and just, like, racked up. I racked up. I think I have A.J. Brown on that team. I have – Tyreek Hill on that team, at Calvin Ridley on that team, which is going to suck for this year. I, I racked up at, at the skill position players, but and I punted on quarterback, which I thought Tua would be better than what he was. So I was like, oh, I might be getting someone to him. So Kenny Pickett is 100% a guy I'm targeting because I said this when he was in college. Kenny Pickett, and they, I hate when people say this, but it's actually very, very true. He looks like he's ready to play in the league, man. He is one of those pro-ready guys. He looks like he's pre- he's ready to play in the league. He's older than Joe Burrow and half of the co- – no, all of the quarterbacks that were drafted last year. Yeah. And so, with Kenny Pickett, he goes into a good system with a great head coach. He's going to start. <laughs> he's 100%. He's 100% going to start. I think that there's going to be – they're going to sit there and they're going to do the same thing. It's a competition. Competition. He's beating on – And it's gonna he's got to – He's got to beat out Mitchell Trubisky and all this. We, we didn't sign Mitchell Trubisky for him to be a backup. They're going to do all that. They're going to sell us on it. it. Matter of fact, people are going to – we're going to come back here and talk about this too. I know we are. We're going to come back here and talk about this because we have to. But they're going to sell us on it, and they're going to – Mitchell Trubisky, and we're going to get through preseason game one, preseason game two, then preseason game three. We're like, oh, whoa, Kenny Pickett's picking up some steam. Yeah. And Kenny Pickett's going to be the starter, so – just By the way, separate note, if you're going to be betting preseason, bet on Pittsburgh. I know that Tomlin is an awful preseason coach record-wise. QB yeah. competitions are your friend. So just keep that in mind. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, hmm. That's it. Hmm. I might, might do that. All right, I, I, Scott, I'm, might be I'm awesome. familiar with betting preseason. Hey, hey I, yeah. I, I guess we do know a little something about betting. I guess we know a little bit something about betting. That's crazy. All right. So here's – what so my boy Tyler is a Steelers fan. I'm the you know godfather to his children. That's my brother. And so I was sitting next to him when Pickens got drafted to Pittsburgh. And one, I was pissed off because I had Pickens under 36 and a half for his draft stock. So once he once he started falling, I was like, what the fuck are you guys seeing? And then when he got drafted to Pittsburgh, I breathed a sigh of relief. And I turned to him and I said, don't worry about it. This guy is going to be one of the next great Pittsburgh wide receivers that they got off in the second round, you know, sat there, waited on a wide receiver, didn't go for another top guys. Because if Mike Tomlin knows how to do anything, he knows how to develop a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He knows how to develop a wide receiver. He knows how to make that person great in his system. And not all the time when they leave him, are they that as good as when they were with him? This is absolutely the best thing for George Pickens. This is the best place. This is the place he should have wanted to go. And I'm excited. George Pickens is one of my top wide receivers in this draft, and I think he's a dark horse for rookie of the year. But the only thing that would stop him from getting rookie of the year is the fact that he has a rookie quarterback that's probably going to be throwing the ball to him. What 
are your thoughts on George Pickens? How high are you taking him in fantasy drafts? It feels like another situation where for rookie wide receivers especially, you have to find out what the role is going to be. And it's going to fluctuate throughout the entire season. But the Steelers have a really, really talented overall wide receiver room. They don't have many superstars per se. Mm-hmm. Deontay Johnson's pretty good. I don't think he's a mm-hmm. number one, but he's pretty good. You still have Claypool, Pickens, mm-hmm. you have Austin. They got some pieces there. Of course, Juju was injured last year, but he officially left. So Pickens should have a pretty solid role. Tomlin's going to love him, and he'll be, on the f- he'll be on the field a lot because Pickens is a great blocking wide receiver. Yep. And Tomlin loves receivers He's that can block. He's a disrespectful blocking wide receiver. <laughs> He's probably the best blocking wide receiver the Steelers have had since, I'd say, Heinz Ward. It's been a long time, which yeah. is, you know, good coincidence because they both – they went to Georgia, right? Yeah. Heinz um, Ward yeah. went to Georgia, I believe. Yep. So, based on that, I think Pickens should be on the field a lot. I like his role because he does block. He takes pride in it, and he's not afraid to embarrass people. And I think Tomlin's going to get him on the field as much as possible because worst-case scenario, he's a very good blocking wide receiver. All right, let's go over to Calvin Austin third, who won. to be the special teams guy. Yeah, so that, that's really what it is. And if you're looking for reasons to take Steelers' defense or special teams or play them, I think Calvin Austin third is going to have a couple of touchdowns. Yeah. Bringing the ball back for a touchdown. This was an amazing pickup for them. I don't think he'll see the, the field too much as a wide receiver. Probably have a couple of sets that he's in, but for the most part. Maybe wildcat, reverse, yeah. random gadget plays, whatever. Yeah, something like that. But for the most part, I think he's going to be that punt returner threat, and he's going to bring back a couple of. Yeah. Uh, Not that you needed any extra reason tucks. to pick the Steelers' defense in fantasy, but if you wanted some extra return options there, Steelers' defense, I got to assume, is number one. Yep. Right? <laughs> I don't yeah. know how it's not going to yeah. be number one in fantasy. No, yeah, I, that's that's who I'm targeting. If they if they fall, so I, I in redraft league at the very least, if they fall, then I'm going for them. But I'm just saying, power dynasty. Ones, if I'm doing a dynasty yeah. startup and I'm targeting a defense and a dynasty startup, I would target the Steelers defense because I think that even in their worst year, they're still average. You still have T.J. Watt for the next ten years. Yeah, I mean, so. you're, you're said basically, you still have yeah. a great secondary, but the one piece you're looking for, even though it's a less and less common, are the return touchdowns. And if you yep. get yourself a dangerous returner, I remember when I had the Chiefs defense way back in the day, and they had Dexter McCluster back there, and he would take a couple for a touchdown. Like a DeAnthony Thomas. Whoa. All it takes Not is bad. like a couple of guys who can maybe be a game-breaker for special teams. Austin is that good returning-wise. He should have a couple of touchdowns. All right, let's move on to the Baltimore Ravens where you didn't see anything big on their on they their behalf. Hollywood. Yeah, they traded Hollywood. Okay, so we get, do got to talk about the Hollywood trade. But drafting-wise, that they actually drafted, we didn't see any big skill position players, but, you know, we expect Kolar and likely to have some type of role as the tight ends in that offense. We do. Trade away Hollywood Brown, got a first-round pick and third-round pick, pretty sure, yeah. in, in return, <laughs> which – was a great trade for the Cardinals, who 100% knew that they were going to be without DeAndre Hopkins by that point that they made the trade. (laughs) They 100% knew that he was not playing for the first six games of the year. So that's probably more incentive of why they got it. And they got a first-round pick for a guy that probably wasn't going to resign with them in offseason. So when we talk about winners and losers from this draft, for one, 
I've already put in my Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl ticket okay. because I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl. They had an amazing draft. They did very, very well on the defensive side of the ball and fortifying that. But for me, J.K. Dobbins is the winner of this team. Getting a guy like Tyler Lindenbaum to add to that offensive line, to beef up that offensive line, a guy that is really good in the run game, J.K. Dobbins is the winner for me. The fact that they fortified that offensive line for him, he's coming back and he's going to be healthy in this season. This is I'm expecting to see the big the big play J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins probably in the conversation for RB one at the end of the season. And if you can buy low on J.K. Dobbins now, if anybody's scared, if anybody doesn't really know, if you can buy low on J.K. Dobbins now, I would 100 percent do it. Yeah, for me, I think the big winner besides Dobbins is Bateman, because when you trade away the number one receiver. And yep. you had a, an interesting rookie year. He picked it up a little bit down the stretch, but it seemed like him and Lamar weren't always on the same page. And we know every defense is focused on Mark Andrews anyway. So if you're looking mm-hmm. just at process of elimination without Hollywood Brown, you got to assume Bateman is going to be the main receiver target. And I do believe that he's got a, I don't want to say an outside shot, but I think he's got a realistic shot of getting to 1,000 yards. Yeah. No, I think I think he's I think he's got a realistic shot. I would the only thing that's the only thing that holds Rashad Bateman back, and the only thing that holds back another guy who I think is a sleeper. And if you can get him, whether he's on a waiver wire or you can pay pennies for him just to see Tylen Wallace. Yeah, I was gonna, I was going to assume you meant Wallace out of Oklahoma yep. State. Tylen Wallace out of Oklahoma State. Good player. But Greg Roman is the thing that's holding them back. Yeah, because they run 90% of the time. Because Greg Roman runs a sleepy bedtime offense that is so predictable. But the reason that the Ravens do so well is because they're so talented that even though you know what they're going to do, they still beat you to the spot. Mm -hmm. You can know that they're going left, and you're going to meet them at this spot right there. But Lamar Jackson's so good. J.K. Dobbins so good. Gus Edwards so good that they still beat you to that spot before you get there. And so it doesn't even matter. But if Greg Roman gets his head out of his ass and changes up the offense, does something different, or John Harbaugh stops being the low, the I'm about to go on a tirade because I really hate Greg Roman. But if John Harbaugh just stops the loyalty to, that he has to Greg Roman and says, hey, we need something new or you're gone, the Ravens are Super Bowl champions, and it's nobody that can tell me otherwise. I got them at 22 to 1. I know this isn't, we're not talking about betting, but I was going to say, I'm Ravens, not going that heavy. I yeah. will at some point bet on them to win the division. Super Bowl, I, I like the eh, but division I like. I think they're Super Bowl champions. But, I think they're good right. enough. Here we are. This is how we get into tirades and we start getting off track. That's, the, that's literally how it starts. That's always how it starts. Okay. Anything else for the Ravens before we move on to? Not yep. really. I mean, we know for offensive purposes, the team runs the ball a bunch. Andrews yep. is Andrews. You don't, you don't need us to tell you how good Mark Andrews is. And Bateman should be the next guy up because they traded Marquise Brown. It's basically it. Yep, 100%. All right. Let's go to the Cleveland Browns where, I mean, they had a draft. But the biggest news in Cleveland is that they now have a new quarterback. That they, they paid him how much got. money? 
Woo, and it's and it's fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed? Okay. <laughs> Yo, he really got like a Steph Curry Supermax contract. Like that's ridiculous. Bro, he can go to jail and he's still getting paid the full contract. No, I'm, hey, I'm joking, so but, no, yeah. so but it's funny because they structured it and they just gave him everything he wanted. Not only because yeah. they were like, all right, we'll throw you all this money. He's like, nah, I'm from Atlanta. I think I'm gonna go be an Atlanta guy. And like, we're gonna fully guarantee it. Like, ooh, oh, really? Okay. All right. Is that well, allowed? Fuck, Can fuck you do that? Like, yeah. No yeah. I think he. Had, I think he had to talk to his lawyer. Like, are they allowed to fully guarantee my deal like this? Does anybody have this deal? I don't think nobody has this no, deal. No. Nobody has this deal. And yet. then so so he was definitely questioning that. And then they said, here, even to sweeten the pot, your first year we're gonna put a one million dollar, uh, one million dollar cap on your first year. So if you get suspended for the whole year, you only lose a million dollars. I was gonna say they have oh. not officially announced if he's going to be suspended. Yeah, no, so nobody has – the league hasn't announced it, but because they made his first year that base salary of a million dollars that first year, if he does get suspended for the entire year, he only loses $1 million. Yeah. But I meant, for, I meant for fantasy purposes. Can you really invest in the wide receivers and everybody else if – let's just say best-case scenario. I think Watson's getting some games. I think there's no chance yes. he's getting zero games. Yeah. Let's say he gets the Elliott treatment, they give him six. Mm-hmm. Would you still want to target Browns players, knowing that they have a backup quarterback? Maybe Mayfield, probably not, because Mayfield doesn't want to be there. But he's technically still on the roster. Yeah, he is, and nobody else think, wants him. I'm just saying, do you think Mayfield would be a decent enough tie over quarterback to get to Watson, or do you just think they're they're going to have to go third string and maybe call up Case Keenum? Even with, I I don't think Keenum is bad. I don't, I don't think it's bad anybody, either. I don't think if I got any of the Browns pass catchers, I don't think I would tr- – I'd have to be really down bad for me to say that I'm starting them. The only people yeah. that I'm interested in starting is Kareem Hunt and um, Nick Chubb. Only two people that I'm interested in starting. Where okay. I don't care who their quarterback is, they're going to get their touches, they're going to get the work because the offense runs through them. Now, does anybody else open up assuming Watson comes back? Are you suddenly interested? So in- that's, what I'm, that's what I'm going for. If I'm going for anything, I'm probably going to look for a trade, look for him on a waiver wire, any, anything later on, maybe after. If I can get them before the season for pennies on the dollar, then I'll get them and I'll stash them until Watson comes back. But what about maybe Amari like- Cooper? Yeah, Amari Cooper is somebody that, I mean. Would you want to stall for six weeks with Case Keenum before getting Watson? If I'm is Amari hurt, Cooper worth waiting? If I'm hurt for wide receiver, then I'm going and waiting on Amari Cooper. But at the end of the day, I know for a fact that I'm only getting four games out of Amari Cooper at any year. Yeah. The inconsistency is That's why I was asking. Much. I'm only getting four games. So maybe, I guess, if you're counting the second half of the season, if you're getting four games out the second half of the season, that's like, oh, well, that's half the games. But you never know which four games those are. So I really hate Lamar Cooper in fantasy. And I mean, I, probably, I, 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 I personally want, I want the Cowboys a lot. He's talented, but for fantasy purposes, but a lot this, of his overall numbers are front loaded. In Oakland, too. He did in Oakland, too. He's a front loaded. Well, yeah, a couple so. of 140-yard games, and the rest will go for 50. Yeah, so I'm I I personally wouldn't make any trades for Amari Cooper, but if somebody was hurt for wide receiver, I would completely understand why they made a trade for Amari Cooper and stashed him until Watson came back. Yeah, but once again, if you're keeping in mind Browns players, remember that Watson should probably be suspended for at least a month. Yeah, minimum at the very least a month. Minimum it could, could be the be whole year. year. Just keep could that in be mind. the whole year. So all right. David Bell. We can talk about David Bell from Purdue. He's coming into this wide receiver room real quick. Is there any interest in David Bell for you? 
I loved him at Purdue. I mean, he's a hell of a receiver at Purdue. Now, it goes back to the question of would you trust Bell with any quarterback or only Deshaun Watson? Only Deshaun Watson. So then I guess the answer is no because you don't want to take a guy in a redraft and be without a starting quarterback for a, for a month minimum. But in Dynasty, in Dynasty, I would draft him. Would you save him after this year if Watson yes. ends up missing the entire season? Yes, I would. I don't know what round you're going, though. I think – What round do you David think you Bell, So if we're talking Dynasty and we're talking definitely long-term Dynasty, I – would he would be a later round guy for me? I'm not paying. Yeah. I'm not paying the bank for David Bell at all. I'm saying like what, like seventh round, eighth round. In in redraft, and I mean in dynasty, uh, in dynasty, yeah, like a rookie. We don't normally. I don't. We don't normally send our drafts that far. I probably would spend maybe uh, my last pick, and whether that's so. What is your last pick? Though, like a fifth yeah, round? Yeah, fourth. Okay. Yeah, fourth round or fifth round. I think we do four. I think you're going like deep, deep. I guess deep, deep. Like yeah, seven, sure. I, yeah, yeah. I, I just sure, don't know sure. when you would. Yeah, no, so. Me personally, if I'm doing a four-round, five-round rookie draft, it's probably going to be one of my last picks in my last round, whichever one. I don't one think he'd even four, be taken five. in most. And he might not. This is this is literally somebody that I just don't want to take a chance trying to get on the waiver wire. I want to make sure he's on my team because I'm not planning to play him for this year. Yep. And I really might not even be playing, planning to play him for next year. I think David Bell is going to be one of those third-year wide receivers that has a breakout and he becomes one of the top wide receivers in fantasy, not this year, not next year, but in his third season where the wide receiver really got to grasp with the offense. Deshaun Watson is there. Deshaun Watson is established there. I think David Bell can be a really, really good wide receiver in fantasy. I just don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. He also has the great spot because Cooper's already aging. You know, he's injury prone. So by the time that Cooper reaches the even mid or back point of that contract, he's going to be damaged goods at that point. And somebody's going to need to step up. And Bell, if you watch him at Purdue, he can do a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. David Bell is my favorite dynasty stash. I will okay. say that. He is my favorite dynasty stash out of everybody. I would absolutely draft him, and I will hold him for a year or two. Because I think year three, he has the potential in year three with the situation, with the quarterback, with the skill set he has, that he will be one of the top wide receivers in fantasy. I would say – low-end wide receiver one, definitely a wide receiver two by that point. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about – oh, no, 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 no. Let's get into Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement because what is Athletic Green? What is AG1? Well, it's a 75 high-quality minerals, vitamins, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, aptogens. It's a healthy way to get your day started. It's a healthy way for you to strengthen your new immune system, nervous system, your gut health. You got energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things. And look, it's only going to cost you $3 a day. Subscription is $3 a day. That's it. Less than, less than that, actually. And so I've tried athletic greens. It's actually pretty tasty, so believe it or not. And you know, green stuff hasn't always been tasty in my eyes. You know, when you, as a kid, you see something green, you're like, I don't want to eat it. I don't want to eat it. But Athletic Greens is actually pretty tasty. I've tried it. And so, you get better quality sleep, recovery, and it has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to 
athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health. Remember, health is wealth, people. Health is wealth. And then we also have IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing in incognito mode doesn't protect anything at all at whatsoever? You guys know me. If you heard me on the NBA show, then you know I use IP Vanish all the time. A tap of the button, you can secure all your devices, tablets, phones, computer, fire sticks, so you can stop people from getting all your details, passwords, what you're streaming, your location, anything like that. IP Vanish, good to go, easy as I don't know what, literally just a tap of the button, and they're offering you an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with the 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months of IP Vanish for free. It's crazy. Just go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. Use promo code SGP to claim your 70% off savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. All right, Scott. <laughs> We're going around and around and around. Went to the east, went to the north. Let's go out west. And in the AFC West, the top of the AFC West, we had – wait, who won? The Chiefs. Who do you think won? <laughs> no, so you know, yeah, but this it might be some. Changes. This year, this year might be different, but last year, no, in <laughs> City won. Okay, so Goat Mahomes. So if anybody, let me just go ahead and start by saying this, and so everybody knows what my bias is. I'm the president of the Pat Mahomes fan club. Pat Mahomes can't do any wrong in my eyes. If anything happens, now if he actually does something wrong, I will be critical of him. But for the most part, it actually is really everybody else, and so. I'm super disappointed that they traded away Tyreek Hill for Patrick Mahomes, but I understand, I understand why they did it. it. Yeah. And I understand it. I wish for Pat that he would realize, and no quarter, no young quarterback realizes this, but I wish he realized that breaking the bank for him was not more than likely is not going to get him where he wants ring wise, because we've still yet to see a quarterback on a super max deal, go out and win a ring. Yeah. In fact, it's funny you mention that because I believe two weeks ago or so, Brady restructured his contract for about the 50th time in his career. Yep. So if you want to compare Mahomes to really anybody right now, just based on how their careers are lining up, it's Aaron Rodgers. Yep. I mean, it, it seems like it's the exact same trajectory. He's breaking the bank. He's yeah. breaking the bank. He's resetting the QB market. Won an early Super helping. Bowl. You, you wonder if he's going to get back. It's not helping. And so this is yeah. the first year that the contract – goes into effect so the last two years how he structured it he still was on the rookie deal now he's getting paid the incredible amount of money 40 million dollars plus that he's getting paid and it has an effect and as you see it had an effect on Tyreek Hill they couldn't pay Tyreek Hill they traded him got him out of there now they bring in Sky Moore from Western Michigan who a lot of people may not know I like him but oh he's a dog of a receiver he's I was a bigger fan of Eskridge when he was there at Western Michigan but I do like Sky Moore Yes, Sky Moore is very good. Western Michigan is wide receiver. You actually look for the Mac. Think about <laughs> yeah. When you just think about the, but they brought they brought in a lot of good, you know, wide receivers. Mac so. though, underrated receiver group. Yeah, overall. Yeah, yeah it really is. It really, really is. All right. I so think he's going to come into play. Yeah. He's going to come into play. Like <laughs> I, I think he's going to come into play. <laughs> even besides rookies, we got to just address the aftermath of Hill being traded. Yeah. Which one of these three players or four players is going to be in a thousand yard receiver? 
Is it going to be Juju, Sky Moore, Nicole Hardman, or Marquez Valdez-Scanlon? Or the answer is nine. Well, damn, you got to think somebody has to be a thousand. That's why I ew. said. That's why I ew. said. Ew, one of them has to be a thousand yard receiver. Because don't get me wrong, Kels can catch passes. He can catch everything. Like, yeah. no, one of these guys will most likely finish with over a thousand yards. I put you on the spot <sighs> there, but it's a disgusting conversation to have. No, it's a have. very, yeah, it's a very bad. Ew, that is a very bad conversation to have. It's gonna be, it's gonna do wonders for the fan. One club, of them, though. one the of fan them club is gonna increase in stock dramatically though, because Mahomes is gonna turn one of these guys into an. Oh 1, no! So, receiver. so when he turns one of them into a thousand yard receiver, you're not gonna hear the end of it from yeah. you. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm going to 100% blame it on Patrick Mahomes. So it's not going to be – the fan club is going to be amazing. If anybody would like to join the fan club, please send me an email. You can send me an email from the times of 10 a.m. to 10, 10 a.m. You have that 10-minute window every single day to send me an email to get into the fan club. If you do not – if it's at 10, 11, I'm not taking it. If it's at 9, 59, I'm not taking it. You have to make it in those ten in that 10-minute window to be interested – to be added to the fan club. So going back. I'm going to go with Scantling. I don't... Scantling? I, My I... hot take. He's the big play guy. Yeah, He's he the is. big play guy who would run the routes that Tyreek ran. Not as well, But does Scantling obviously. stay on the field? Does Juju ever stay on the field? I mean, no. you're looking at the receiving I mean... core. There's a lot of injured guys who uh, are going to have to stay healthier to at least try. Even Hardman's had injury issues over the years. Yeah, he has. But my thing – It's not good. The reason why I'm going with Mick Hall Hardman is, one, he's been there on the team before, but – I distinctly remember in preseason and even courses of the season when they were maybe up in the game or they weren't worried about losing the game, that Patrick Mahomes was really trying to work that connection with Michael mm-hmm. Harmon. Like, he was really trying to get that timing down with him. He was really trying to work it out. And so if they ever get that timing down, because I remember one in It's also with Andy Reid. It just feels yeah. like Hardman just hasn't really gotten it for the last yeah. couple of years. But this could be it. This could be it. I'm not going to give up on him yet. If I had to say one person, I would say it's him because I think he can be that downfield guy that Patrick Mahomes looks for. He gets those routes and he hits them. And he's had a couple of big games, but he's got to do that for over the course of a season and not one to two games. Yeah. I would say it's Miko Hartman, but I'm Sky guessing Moore. Because he, he's had a couple of 150-yard games in the past. So what maybe say he can Sky have one Moore, or two. What I'll say for Sky Moore, since we're talking about the rookies here, is that he has the opportunity, I think, better than a lot of people in his position to rapidly assign, go up the depth chart mm-hmm. because there's so many questions with the three people ahead of him. Do you like him over David Bell? I like him to have – Because he would be more likely to have an impact. immediate impact. I, ha- I like him to have a quicker impact. I don't think he has a better long-term impact. I think David Bell has the best long-term impact. But I think Sky Moore has a quicker impact where he may, may be serviceable at about the end of the year, but next year yeah. he should probably have a, a pretty solid role in it all. Because since he's quicker, you said Bell might go fifth round in a redraft. Would Sky Moore's more, definitely going – because, but because Patrick Mahomes is his quarterback, Sky I'm Moore saying, would going, he go third round or fourth round? I, I think Sky Moore is definitely going third round. I, I probably agree with you on that. I think he's going – because Patrick Mahomes is his quarterback, I think he's going third round. I just don't think that's going to matriculate how people think it is. So I, I think you're going to be sitting him for 90% of the year, probably yeah. more. If you're looking for something this year, no. He's he's a long-term project as well. You're waiting for Scantling or Hardman or Juju or two out of the three to get in. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
pretty much. And knowing those three history, they probably yep. will. <laughs> they probably will. All right. Let's move to the next team in the division, and that was the Raiders. So we had the Las Vegas, Vegas Raiders, who were active in the offseason, extremely active. As you know, they now have Devontae Adams on that, on that roster, bringing back Garrett Carr and Devontae Adams. That's going to be very fun to watch. And I don't think he loses a step at all in fantasy. They didn't do anything to change their fantasy outlook. Well, for the most part, they traded, they changed head coaches. I would. We really got to buy do stock. Daniels. I would I buy stock. Yeah. Josh McDaniels. Oh, I hopefully, hopefully. So there's been a lot of coaches that fucked up their first time and then came back and did. Yeah, it's been a while. So it's a lot better. Hopefully he understands that he can't go in there and try to be Bill like he did in Denver. But. All right. Zamir White. I th- is somebody that I would buy stock in. You should, because they, they turned down the option I, on Jacobs. They did turn down. I don't think – I don't look into that as much. So I will say that. I don't look into them turning down his, his option as much. I think he still, at least for the rest of the season, will be there. Now, I know this isn't – Josh Jacobs was a was 100% a um, – what's his name? Gruden guy. That was a Gruden guy. Mm-hmm. Gruden made it a point and said, I'm going to get this guy touches. He's going to be one of the top – running backs and fantasy. Xavier White is really good, man. Yeah. yeah. He's really he's really good at football, man. And if they do part ways with Josh Jacobs, I think they would be foolish to do that actually. But if they do seriously part ways with Josh Jacobs because he's one of those grooming guys and Josh McDaniels wants to get his guys in there, Samir White is gonna have so much opportunity as the number one running back for this mm-hmm. squad. Well, the reason, why I mentioned, so yeah, the reason why I mentioned the option was because since the Raiders turned it down, that would imply that the Raiders are not fully committed to Jacobs. Yes. So I if am. he struggles early on, there's no reason to force feed the guy, especially if the Raiders, in my opinion, are going to come into last place in this division. I don't think they're very good. So if they end up struggling, and let's just say that they're kind of out of the playoff picture by week 14 – they might mm-hmm. just let the young kids play because they know Jacobs won't be on the team next year. That's an option. Can so, you see? Can you see that situation happening? Yeah, I very much can see it. And Zamir White can be the third. He can be the three-down guy that we wanted Josh Jacobs to be, but it just never happened. Yeah. And so I. And I'm, I'm not a Kenyan Drake guy. I think that I think that I think that White is going to quickly arise to the second running back in this depth chart if he's not already there from day one. And I think this is going to be like a 60-40 split. I think this is going to be like a Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams situation, at least for the – for in terms of split, not in terms of style, but in terms of split and how they carry the workload. I think White is coming into it. makes the roster. (laughs) I don't think he makes the roster. And I think White – because White is – well, he's not a great route runner. I wouldn't say he's a great route runner. He can do things after the catch. Yeah. He turns he turns back into that explosive person after the catch. And so you need playmakers. I mean, besides he's gonna Devontae be Adams. You need somebody that's gonna do something and they don't have the receiving I yeah, I like Renfro. I mean, he's more of a possession guy. Yeah. Waller fell off a cliff. I, I he was nowhere to be found towards the second half of last year. So I'm not sure if I that's, think he'll still be good. 
I think it'll be good, but the point is is that they could use somebody on the ground yep. who's a game breaker. And, and Jacobs, if anything so happens think, to Jacobs, yeah. if anything happens to Jacobs, Zebra White is probably going to finish at the, at the very least RB2. Yeah, I think Jacobs is sturdy. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he's a game breaker. He's a it's guy who'll, he'll get you 15 carries for 70 yards. It's the health. No, I think he's better than that. I think he, I think he's better. Uh, not than to that. mention some pass catching a little bit. It's his health. For yeah. me, it's his, his health's health. a concern too. Fine. Maybe I was and underselling it. Maybe like 20 carries, 85 yards for Jacobs. Yeah. Maybe some, a couple receptions sprinkled in a there. A touchdown for sure. Yeah. Touchdown a couple for sure. receptions so, sprinkled in there. He's fine, you know? It's Zamir White is he has the potential, I think. And he's we talk about these Georgia running backs again, man. I think that I think running back. Just Injury, if, he, if anything happens to Josh Jacobs, he's going to be the most sought-out rookie running back. So where would you take Outside of Bre- – maybe even more than Brees Hall. Is he a third-round redraft guy for you? Redraft? Uh, uh, I don't know where you put him. Not, not in the, the redraft. Is there. In redraft, I'm probably – yeah, he is, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm taking him third-round redraft. He's got to I'm just saying because I mentioned that Jacobs is – The upside is there, but he's still there. But Jacobs is still there. The option being declined definitely suggests, though, that they might be headed separate ways after the year. Yes, yes. So, so, dynasty, so dynasty, I'm probably looking at White in the back of the first round. Okay. To be honest, for me, I'm, I said I'm redraft. I meant dynasty. Yeah, that's yeah in dynasty, okay. in dynasty, I'm looking for him in the back yeah. of the first round. Yeah, redraft. I, he's, no, he's I, that I good. Yeah. He's that good for me, and I think that there's that many questions with Josh Jacobs and the fact that Josh Jacobs is not somebody that Josh McDaniels brought in, and knowing Josh McDaniels and how he likes to run his team, he likes to have his guys. I think that he's going to put the ball in White's hands, and if anything falters with Josh Jacobs, he'll be regulated to the bench. And White's going to take over. So I think redraft, I would look at White in the back yeah. of the first redraft. Round. I mentioned as a potential handcuff, but that's only if you think Kenyon Drake's getting cut. Yes, very much so. But I, I think we both are on the side of he's his days in in. LA, I think he's getting not LA in Vegas. Are I think he's very, getting cut. Yeah, very limited. All right, let's move on to the next team. Here we have the Los Angeles Chargers. Who they took a run. Is, is this not one of the yeah, they did. Is this not one of the gonna be one of the best defenses in the league this year? <laughs> oh man, this is it, gonna I be mean, really it should be if defense. they can stop the run for once. If we're talking rookie wise, I mean, you have Spiller, who was, was gonna a say, very good running question- back. He was a very good running back. Yeah, very good running back at Texas A&M, but... He's taken over the Justin Jackson role. I mean, that's going to be a situation. It's got to be it, but... I I, I think it's Eckler. I think it's all Eckler. But I love Eckler. Yeah, and so it's... He's the handcuff. I would just say if you have Austin Eckler... He's the handcuff. you're nervous, yeah, he's the handcuff, and I would draft Spiller as a handcuff. I wouldn't draft Spiller as a guy that I think is going to split time or... He's literally just a handcuff to Austin. Also, separate note, please stop using Roundtree. Like, for the Chargers, <laughs> please. Just don't. He's not good. Just please. Just don't. Like, Spiller and Eckler can handle it. You're good. Yeah, Roundtree days. With drafted Spiller kind of told me that Roundtree days are numbered. They should be. Part. I'm surprised that part. they even gave Roundtree touches last year. It was mostly because Jackson was injured for part of it. I yeah. forgot if he was injured or suspended. But either way, he wasn't available for part of it. But, yeah, those two should get most of the touches. Eckhart's had injury issues in the past. But if you also want to look for a spellback, 
I don't mind looking at Spiller as an upside guy who can be a pretty valuable handcuff. Yeah, I agree. He doesn't have value in Dynasty, but in redraft, once again, you're looking for a handcuff, and I don't want to say you're rooting for injuries, but if you want to go for an option. I would draft him at the end of my rookie draft. If I had Eckler as a a handcuffed Eckler, I would do that. I would do that. That's how I see it. So, okay. Let's move on to the Denver Broncos, who, as everybody knows, they did it. They made the trade for Russell Wilson and gave up a bag. They basically took (laughs) – they copied the Los Angeles Rams' whole flow, the entire flow, said, fuck these picks, fuck everything, get me my quarterback, and they got Russell Wilson. And they got rid of Noah Fant to do it. So they go out and they draft Greg DeLucci. The USC, UCLA, sorry. Yeah. Oops. Ooh, Pretty good man. title. A lot of people just curse me out. The UCLA tight end. Al- Alberto is the guy, but he'll be the second. Yeah, for the most part. I um, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I don't like rookie tight ends. I don't like rookie I gonna, tight ends. It, it all comes down to the running backs. Yeah. I mean, it really just comes down to Gordon signing a one-year deal. Yep. Does that mean that they realize that Williams is the much better player? Because we knew that by week six. Mm-hmm. Did they finally realize that, or are they going to keep using Gordon as the head of this committee? I'm assuming the head coach shift and everything is going to result in Williams being the starter because Gordon only signed a one-year deal. Yep. You don't sign a starting running back to a one-year deal. So it seems like they've officially handed the baton over. Williams is the guy. Gordon should be the second. Now, as for the actual receivers and everything, the rookies have really not much to talk about. Sutton and Judy. I'm saying rookies. Yeah, rookies. The question so if is, we talk about winners and losers, I guess you would say the winners and losers are the pass catchers for the <laughs> for the Broncos because yeah. they didn't go out and get any more. So they that also tells don't you that they trust Judy. And they they trust Judy. Yeah. Yeah. And so that tells you that they trust Judy, and they say that yeah, we know you've had issues in the past, but we still believe you're a really good wide receiver. We're not about to give up hope on you. Are they you a Judy guy? I am because he's on my dynasty. I am because he's on my dynasty team. I'm just saying, I, I am not a, I'm not a Judy guy. I watched him at Bama. Yeah. The drops are still there. His yeah, hands the have really not improved over the years. Sutton, I really like. I had him last year. I got him, like, late. He had a couple of decent games. Beginning of the year, he had, like, 150 yards against, I think it was Jacksonville. But then he got injured, and he wasn't that great down the stretch, but it was his first year post-ACL injury. If I had to pick one receiver – that would benefit the most from Wilson's arrival for me it would either be Sutton or Patrick. I'd probably go Sutton because Wilson just throws such a beautiful deep ball and Sutton is the deep play receiver. Yeah. It's Sutton for me. I would make a low ball offer for Sutton right now if yeah. I could, but I think his stock probably raised too high where people are not interested in training him anymore or training him for and do you agree with Williams being the now the new RB1? Because I'm assuming the one-year deal for Gordon tells me you're a backup. I would like to think so. I would like to think so. Maybe it doesn't – maybe it takes a couple of weeks to actually materialize. Yeah. But for the most part, I plan on 75%. I'm playing Javante Williams or I'm drafting him in startups, uh, in redrafts, anything like that, I'm drafting with the intent that he's going to be the starter for 75% of the season, whether that is off the rip 
and he gets 100%, or if it's a couple of games and then they realize that he's the better running back. All right. Let's go down to the south. We have the AFC South, where the Tennessee Titans. Burks. Burks. So let's well let's go ahead and if you didn't know if you're under a rock Tennessee Titans during the draft traded AJ Brown to the Philadelphia Eagles got a first rounder back got some other picks back and with their first rounder they got Sherylon Burks Arkansas wide receiver who I think is really really good and I'm super excited for <laughs> I'm super duper excited for Sherylon Burks man. The, th- the funny thing is that if I had to – watching his game, if I had to make a comp in the NFL for Traylon Burks, it would be A.J. Brown. It'd be A.J. Brown. And if you know me, A.J. Brown is one of my favorite receivers in the game. He's still my favorite receiver in the game. Traylon Burks reminds me so much of A.J. Brown, and I think that they he can step right – this is – if I'm talking about guys that I'm really excited for for Rookie of the Year, it's Burks. It's Burks, man. Burks is Burks – is, if I'm sitting here and I'm talking about the, one of my top picks in the draft, Burks is one of them. Is he your I 102? He's potentially my 102. It depends. Now, once I start getting a 102, 103 range, I'm starting yeah. to think more based off of need. I think we agreed on I'm Hall being at. 101. So that's why I'm asking. Yeah, yeah so if, it's, if, it's, if I have a needed wide receiver, yeah. I'm 100% drafting Burks as my 102. A hundred percent drafting him as my one or two. I think that Burks it can step in and he can have instant impact on this team because there's nobody else there. It's nobody else there. Yeah, they, we they look at that wide receiver Julio, room. If you forgot. Yeah, no. So who that's what I'm saying. They cut Julio. Anthony Ferkster? Is that is that who you're is that who you're <laughs> is that who you're worried about in this offense? Now, yes, this is an offense that boasts Derrick Henry. They're going to throw the ball at some point. At some point, they will throw the ball. Mm. And it's going to be like you have Drake, uh, Chris Packard there, but, or Fitzpatrick, but it's Burks. It has to be Burks. Burks is that number one receiver, and he can turn into that. The only thing that I'm concerned about is because you'll look at the right receiver room and you'll look, and it's only Burks there, so he's going to get the attention every single day, but I think he's good enough. I think he's good enough that he can come in and he can play up to that level. Maybe not in the first couple of weeks, no, but it's going to flash. It's going to flash. I think Burks is going to be one of those top, those special talented wide receivers in his first year with the limited amount of work that we know he's going to get because we know this is a run-first offense. I am all bought in on Traylon Burks, we'll say you. I think you have to. You mentioned Ferkser, who's a tight end, but you have Robert Woods, who they signed, who is going to be the veteran there, question mark, because yeah. he just joined the team. So I forgot I'm about not sure Woods. how that counts. I forgot, I forgot about Woods. My but I'm saying, you got Woods. Uh, Westbrook was there for a little while. He had he wasn't really that involved. They got Kyle Phillips, who I really liked from UCLA, but he's a slot guy, kind of like an Amendola, Wes Welker type. So yep. I think that he should end up having a decent role in that team. But Burks is the main focal point for this team. Woods, who I also like, is also off an ACL injury. Yep. So you kind of have to see where the explosiveness or lack thereof lies when he comes back. I agree with you, though. If you want immediate impact, it's Burks and uh, potentially uh, Williams from Detroit, 
right? I mean, those – and Williams off an ACL injury too. So, yep. if you want to just go based on full-on rookie impact, Burks inherited Burks. the perfect situation. He really did. All right, let's talk about Malik Willis, who fell in the draft and fell all the way to the third round when people thought he was going to be possibly a top-ten pick. <laughs> I, I thought he'd go somewhere in the 20s. Like, yep. 15, 20s, something like that. I did too. So – Ryan Tannehill said, you know, talk to the media, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's not really my job to mentor him, blah, blah, blah. I did send him a text, talk to him, blah, blah, blah. Welcome them to the team, all that, blah, blah. I always hated Tannehill that answer, by the way. should be, huh? I hated that answer, by the way. Oh, it's yeah, not my job bad. to mentor him. I thought you're supposed to make the team better. What the hell does yeah, that mean? It's very bad. Very, very bad. Anyway, mindset, you can go back to your point. Okay. Yeah, very bad mindset, I think, but. I think that this is a good situation for Willis because when he comes in and he eventually is going to come in, I don't think it's going to be this season, but next season. It won't be this year. He's going to have no, he's going to have low expectations because of what they're dealing with with Ryan Tannehill. Because this team is pissed off at Ryan Tannehill. They're pissed off. They lost a playoff game that they feel like they could have won because Ryan Tannehill threw three interceptions. In an offense where they don't even throw the ball that often, he threw three. Well, you can blame Tano all you want. The front office fucked up. Yeah. I mean, you gave Tano that much money. Like, that, that's your fault. Yep. And Tano's getting paid so much money that you can't trade him, and you basically have to use him because you're not going to let 30-something million dollars sit on your bench. Mm-hmm. However, the current form of Tano and that contract has made him so unliked probably by the front office and by the coaching staff because of what happened in the playoffs, that as soon as he's a free agent or as soon as they can get rid of him, they're getting rid of him. So if you want a year, which Malik Willis actually needed to fully mature and to soak up some knowledge, then Willis should be in a good spot moving forward. Yeah, I agree. So are you drafting Malik Willis in your rookie draft? Are you are you taking it? Are you going to wait and hope that he m- turns into that great starting quarterback that people thought he could be before he fell in draft? See, the thing about <laughs> being a great quarterback is different than being a great fantasy quarterback. Mm-hmm. I know that Sean's going to get pissed at me, but Jalen Hurts is a good fantasy quarterback. He's not a good actual quarterback. Yeah. So if you want to look at mobility and talk about rushing yards, Malik Willis every year should walk into 600 rushing yards given. He mm-hmm. could potentially even push a thousand if they really wanted to get him potentially in danger by letting him run a lot. So Willis automatically has extra fantasy value that a lot of guys don't have because he has quickness, he has speed, change of a change of direction. He can really run for 800 yards on a good year. Mm-hmm. So for me, yes, I think you should take him. The question is: Is he a one-year sit guy or a two-year sit guy? Um. I would like he's to think raw. he's a one-year. He's raw, like but I think, think he's, he's a one-year. One year. Yeah, I think he's a one-year sit guy. and then But maybe that two-year is when he's he pops and we're sitting here, we're talking. Because the thing is, everybody wants, him to, everybody wants him to be this running quarterback, this dual-threat quarterback, and that's not his game. That's not what he does. He can do it. Yeah. It's not what he likes to do. For he fantasy wants to, he purposes, wants to push the ball though, downfield. isn't he just Jalen Hurts on the Eagles? He showed up. You had Carson Wentz there. You had to wait your turn. And then he got handed the keys. Yep. It's kind of the same exact spot that he's in with Tennessee. I would I would think so. I think so. Okay. All right. 
is he a first round guy? Do you think in rookie drafts or do you in dynasty or would he be a second round guy? I'm assuming first. Uh, I would. I, uh, I don't know. Uh, it depends if you're well. If you're I think the rushing sick. upside. You I think can look of, I think he could be an end of the end of the first round to the champion yeah. or somebody that has a good roster. They're not really looking for anybody in the rookie draft to boost their roster, but they say, "Hey, let me take this guy and let me hold on to him in case he pops." Even though it's he's not the same player, there's a blind optimism that his upside could be Lamar. It's mm-hmm. not going to happen. But the fact that that upside or even that possibility exists means somebody's taking him first round. Yep. Okay. I like it. All right. Let's move on to – I don't think – I think Russell Wilson is more of his comp, but – I'm just, I'm just I saying – Yeah, I get what you're saying. Purposes. Yeah, fantasy – like how, how Lamar did. The rushing Absolutely. upside is next level. <laughs> let's move on to the Indianapolis Colts who just keep putting a Band-Aid over a quarterback every single year. They just keep slapping a new – take ripping the Band-Aid off and slapping a new Band-Aid It's just old there. guys. Oh, my gosh. But it is funny that we say it's just old guys when they've got Carson Wentz, who's not old. <laughs> he's got old knees. He plays old. He, plays, plays old. he moves around he's like old, he's 50. Though. Carson Wentz is not old. Ah, okay. All right. Yes. They just well, keep of course, old kind guys. Of the exception, but for the most, I mean, you got Rivers, you got Matt Ryan. You have an old guy sandwich. No, yes. <laughs> it's like an old guy Oreo. It's like an old Oreo. Okay. All right. All right. I'm going to make there. All right. <laughs> You're just going to yes. have to run with it. Okay. All right. So they keep slapping the, the old. So they just finished the old guy sandwich with Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. who they keep saying and they keep letting out in the media. Well, I'm not gonna say they say it, but it's said, it's said in the media that they think Matt Ryan can actually be multiple years. We'll see. I don't think so. They have the run game it's locked up. They went out here and they got a receiver in the second round, and Alec Pierce from Cincinnati. They also went and got the tight end from Virginia, Jelani Woods, who's really really good. Mm-hmm. So they beef up and they give Matt Ryan some more weapons and a pass catching core that is decent. You have Pittman. I think you're being generous. I mean, T.Y. has not officially re-signed yet, but to be honest. T.Y. is not coming back. I was going to say, who cares at this point? T.Y. is not the same. T.Y. is never healthy. It's not like it really matters. You got Pittman. He's the main guy. And Pierce Pascal's gone. And I think that's what what they're looking for. They're looking for some – they wanted somebody to replace Pat – uh, yeah. Pascal. And, and Pierce so, is the jump ball guy. I mean, yeah. if you watch him at Cincinnati, he could go up and get it. Yeah. And so, I mean, he could be a touchdown hog. Yeah. But you also have Mo Cots there for that as well. So, The way that I see it, uh, they put the old guy sandwich in the oven because Matt Ryan's cooked. I don't think he's any good. I, I think he's watched. I, okay. I mean, if you watch him at Atlanta, Toasty. he might have had a couple of games. Yeah, toaster oven, whatever you want to use. But <laughs> still, yeah, for the most part, I don't think Matt Ryan's any good anymore. So I believe we saw the same exact story last year where the Colts tried to convince everybody that Carson Wentz could still play football. And then we watched mm-hmm. him play again, and we knew he still could not play football. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Matt Ryan's going to have the same story this year. I mean, they and, did the same thing with – Philip Rivers. But I'm saying River, Rivers I'm going to put in a separate category because he was actually serviceable. I thought he was actually okay. Wentz was not very good, especially down the stretch. 
Did you see anything from Matt Ryan that could tell you that he's still capable of even being a top 15 guy? Because I don't see it. No, I don't. They they would sh- absolutely shock me. Absolutely shock me if he did. <laughs> I don't think Matt Ryan's pretty good. I think he's washed. Okay, let's move on and wrap this up. We have the Houston Texans, who I think had a really good draft. Yeah. I do. They get Mechie in the second round. Mechie coming off of that injury. I mean, he walks in. He walks in. As long as he's healthy, he's walking into a role. I mean, everyone in the receiving court sucks, so he should get a role. Well, not everybody. I, I'm, I'm being a little bit harsh. But yeah, you know I was about to say, Brandon Cooks doesn't suck. Cooks is okay, but I don't think any Houston fans are thrilled he's on the team. That's all I'm saying. No, no. He's, no, fi- he's fine. He has injury issues all the time, but he's okay. I think he's really good as a wide receiver, too. I what I'm saying, in the really back good. half of the year, you're relying on walk-ons. Like, you had Chris Moore, who had a couple of games there, yeah. and he was a practice squad guy, where you can just plug Mechie in, and he should get a bunch of reps. I think he's a position receiver, a yeah. possession receiver. Yeah. I think he's a possession receiver. I think he's going to be really, really good for PPR mm-hmm. formats. I, I like Mechie. I think Mechie could have – it's just the quarterback play. That's ultimately what it is. It's the quarterback play. Is Davis Mills going to be good? <laughs> well, even if he's good? not good, Houston has the benefit of being in a serious rebuild, which yeah. means the young guys should get more playing time and garbage time's your friend. And they should be getting killed with each portion of the time. And we'll look towards the future. It, they're more than likely going to be in the running for one of those top quarterbacks next year. And if one of those guys pops, Mechie is going to become a really, really big receiver because at that point, he's probably going to be the wide receiver one on this team. Yeah. So, yep, yeah, I 100% I think Mechie is – I would take a shot of Mechie in the first round, back of the first round, especially if I'm one of those solidified playoff teams where my roster is good. I'm pretty confident in my chances of making the championship without going out and trying to get somebody to have an impact immediately. I'll get Mechie, keep him. Possibly if somebody, if he pops, I can possibly move him. But if not, I can hold on to him, and he'll probably be good later on in, in this season towards next year. Mm. Okay. And for everybody's favorite, the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's only right that we end this podcast how the draft started with Jacksonville taking Trayvon Walker, number one overall, questionable to some. Fantasy wise, it's not much there. The do, are we counting Etienne as a rookie? Yeah, I guess. We of do course, count. it's not the NBA where Ben Simmons yeah. won Rookie of the Year for the fifth year in a row. But you have Etienne, <laughs> who should have a role because, of course, he had the serious injury. He didn't play a snap last year. Yes, so. and I think Doug Peterson will find something nice for him. I think that he has the talent, and people, everybody likes him. So. Are you are you making a trade for ETN to the ETN owner? Are you? I had him in college fantasy. Never okay. again. <laughs> I, I I understand at Clemson he won conference offensive player of the year and how he has speed. I, I get it. I've seen the highlights, but uh-huh. I was never a fan. Just never really clicked with me. And I think that he has a lot of talent, some durability concerns, not from the last year's injury, but just based on his time at Clemson. He was banged up a bit. And he's really awful on the goal line. Mm-hmm. He's a terrible goal line running back. So if you're worried about getting vultured, I'm assuming that ETN will not get many touches in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Do you? Because I don't, I don't see him getting many touches in the red zone. I mean, Robinson's a truck in the red zone. 
No, I think it would be like some type of gadget wildcat touch. Yeah. If it was. Of course, the pass catching will be there, which is kind of unfortunate for Robinson because he's a very good pass catcher as well. But yep. ETN, worst case scenario, will be a third down guy who's also in a committee. Mm-hmm. But since he didn't play last year, and, he's going to have rookie growing pains as a second-year guy. And the the coach that drafted him is not the coach he's playing for. So, Well, that's probably Doug a good – yeah. yeah, Doug Pearson doesn't feel any obligation to play him minutes because he didn't draft him. Yeah, true. Yeah, I'm not really interested in anybody fantasy-wise for Jacksonville. I think this is another down year for Jacksonville for the most part. They're going to be terrible. But yeah. do you think Lawrence is going to actually look even halfway decent this year? Or do you think he's just destined to fail again? Mm, better than his, last year. his first year was a no, failure. No, I no, mean, he was destined to fail because we knew who was. Urban Meyer was there. It was a disaster. Yeah, yeah. Doug Peterson knows how to do quarterbacks, so I think he will be better. I think he will be yeah, better. Yeah, I agree. Okay. All right. Anything else for the pot? Any? If there, okay, so let's let's end it like this. You let's just say anywhere you're picking anywhere in the rookie draft, so you can go for a, a guy like a Brees Hall. You can go for a sleeper type guy. Who is one person in your rookie draft that you say I have to leave with this year from the AFC? That you have to what? From the AFC that you say I have to leave the rookie draft with this person. Once again, of course, it depends on your roster makeup, but I'm a big Brees Hall guy. Hmm. And I believe that if you are going to bank on rookies, don't get me wrong, it's good if they're going to be a couple, good a couple years down the road. I want immediate contributors. Because if you gamble on a rookie in a dynasty draft, like let's just say you gamble on Malik Willis, mm-hmm. and then Tennessee trades for another quarterback, mm-hmm. you've wasted a roster spot for three years. Yeah. So I'd rather have a guy that I know is going to be a key piece moving forward as opposed to reaching and potentially getting burned. It's a cop-out to pick the 101 that we both have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm looking at Brees Hall because he is just an immediate impact guy in a variety of areas. He's a three-down back that's a great pass catcher. Mm-hmm. Those are rare. There's a chance that if he starts out as the starter and the Jets' offensive line is not complete garbage, he could be a top-10 running back in fantasy. Yep. The workload is there. So I'm going with the cop-out 101. Give me Brees Hall. You? Are you a picket I... guy? Are you a Willis guy? I'm, I'm a picket guy. Okay. I'm gonna pick a guy because I want I want the immediate contribution now, and I want and the, he can run a little bit. I want the yeah, and I want the first year jitters get it out the way, and then year two next year he's gonna be playing better. Whereas Willis probably isn't gonna have his first year until year two. Yeah. For that, I have to go out and get. I will say it's got to be Bell for me. Yeah. I, I have to leave the draft with Bell and because I think that he'll fall. And I think he's going to be – He so probably won't even be drafted in most. I think he'll be so good in the future. Yeah. I think he's going to be so, so good he's in good. the future. Yeah, so he's really, he's really, really good. And I keep an eye on White awesome from the Raiders, by the way. White is a very close up there. Is It was really the three that I was going – well, four. Oh, my God, I suck at this. Picking just one. I'm talking about four. But mm-hmm. it was Bell, Pickens, uh, White, and Burks. Yeah, I, I think get, Pickens I'm a little bit one out on guys, just because of how – There's a lot of people in front of him. I was going to say, it's, it's a crowd of receiver. Like you, so. Yeah, and then add in um, – uh, what's his name? Fry Roof and into that yeah. as well. Yeah, but I 
it's going to take some time for pickings as well. But so if you're looking for immediate, then it's Burks and it's yep. White. But if you're looking for a stash, then it's Pickens and it's Bell, who is my number one for sure. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, Scott, anything else to tell people before we get up out of here? Uh, for the most part, no. Uh, still doing a bunch of editing. Still doing the PropCast tomorrow. Uh, we have the NBA Gambling Podcast at some point because there's no games on Thursday, so we're going to have to move that. <laughs> uh, besides that, I know that you are doing the WNBA Gambling Podcast, so I might be helping you out with that. And other than that, yeah, just looking forward to the rest of the playoffs, hockey, basketball. It's a hell of a time. And I'm looking forward to being a part of producing more content. We have, yeah, we're, but we're here, Scott. We're, we're officially on this fantasy football team, like officially. We're not just fillings anymore. This is officially us. So it's going to be a great ride. Everybody knows how we get down. It's going to be fun. going to, you know, win so many fantasy leagues. Send us, send us at the end of the year. Send us your dynasty leagues, whether you won. Send us your rookie drafts, you know, at Scott at Rochelle Radio at Rochelle yep. Radio on Twitter at really real underscore send us your rookie drafts. Let us know where you got these rookies or anything like that. But if you know me, then you know I never know how I'm going to end podcasts because I never have anything cool or witty to say like a lot of my other constituents. So I'm just going to end the podcast like this. We are out. <laughs>